The following episode of the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio, includes advertising provided by our network, GCN. If you'd like to subscribe to an ad-free version of the program, plus the exclusive After the Paracast podcast, please visit www.theparacast.plus. That's P-L-U-S. Once again, that's www.theparacast.plus. The gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. We're back on the Paracast, introducing to our audience Mindy Tontfest, who tells us over the years she has listened, she and her husband, to the Paracast, which makes us so willing to have her on the show. But now that she's on the show, she'll learn the truth about that. <laughs> I sent Tim a link to a book. And this book has been posted freely by Isaac Coy, a British lawyer and UFO investigator. And he's been collecting articles, newspapers, magazines, and books that could be released publicly. The book is from 2000. It's called The UFOs That Never Were. It's written by Jenny Randalls, Andy Roberts, and David Clark. I met Jenny Randalls a couple of times and did a couple of interviews with her like 30 years ago. It's an interesting book because what they do is they go into some key UFO cases and tell us why there are conventional explanations. Okay? So I wanted to go to page 30. And Tim has it up, and I wanted to read a couple of things here. This is about Roswell. And from my introduction, you see that they conclude it was probably a conventional explanation to Roswell. So the section, page 31 actually, is, is it solved? And then there are two telltale paragraphs. A highly secret project, codenamed Mogul, operated locally. This is Roswell, New Mexico. This involves specially adapted balloons sent high into the atmosphere to search for evidence that the USSR had exploded an atom bomb. The project was strictly need to know. Most people at Roswell had no need to know. Now let me paraphrase something else. We've had Kevin Randall, one of the major Roswell researchers on the Powercast over the years, and his point is, since the Air Force has taken the mogul explanation, that it couldn't have happened at the time of the Roswell event because he could not find any scheduled flight at that time. Okay, now here's a problem from this book, page 31 again. The scientist who masterminded Mogul talked openly only in 1995. He has studied the Roswell case against his balloon launches and claims they lost a test device in this area around the right time. The balloons did use very similar equipment to that found at Roswell, including tape 
and the same colors and flower image patterns reported by Mac Brazel. Okay? Now, I get the impression here that as far as the authors of this book are concerned, Randall's, Roberts, and Clark, that's the solution. It was Mogul after all. And even if Kevin Randall couldn't find a record of the flight, doesn't mean that there wasn't some kind of paperwork issue. Remember, we're talking about 30, 40, 50 years later. Tim, what's your reaction? Oh, well, I mean, saying the Mogul balloon was what actually came down over Roswell. As you said, that's been batting around for uh, quite some time. I'd like to know, I wish they had included the scientist's name (laughs) who masterminded the mogul. I'll have to uh, look into this and see if I can find it. And, I mean, you know, it's been so long since Roswell happened and so much dirt and stuff have been kicked into this arena that it's almost impossible to tell just exactly uh, what went on. I find where he said the, the this, this mastermind that they included tape with the same colors and flower image patterns as reported by Brazel. I'd like to see that. I wish somebody would be able to come up with what kind of tape that they actually used that looked like that. And then, you know, their explanation for the foil-like material that was extremely tough and uh, had had memory, you know, memory metal. But other than that, I mean, it's just that, once again, it's just like, you know, one word against another, and who can who can tell anymore? I mean, you know, if, if you're uh, completely convinced that Roswell didn't happen, then this is a good explanation. And then for those who are convinced that something, you know, really bizarre happened at Roswell, then it's just another explanation, unusable explanation for them. <laughs> Of course, the big problem with Roswell is that the first reports after the event didn't occur until the late 70s, over 30 years later. So we have 30 years of experiences, UFO reports, UFO claims, and now we're asking people to recall something. And we've gotten lots and lots of stories. Kevin Randall says that he's nailed down enough consistency to say something strange did crash there. But again, it starts 30 years later. Mindy Totfest, welcome to the Paracast. Have you any quick observations to make on the Roswell case? Well, first, let me say thank you for having me, Gene and Tim. I appreciate you having me here today. Um, Yeah, I have lots to say on that. Uh, I think it's kind of incredible that we're still looking at mogul as an explanation. I mean, there's so many things that mogul does not explain as far as you know, what about the child-sized coffins? Why were they going out and, you know, scaring the wits out of these ranchers where they stayed quiet for 30 years? So they're not going to be quiet over a balloon. Um, you know, I, I think it's incredible that we're still looking at that and still even considering that. There's too many people that saw the bodies. I'd like to hear what Grush has to say on it. I mean, he just spoke of the one from the 1930s that was a crash retrieval. I'm sure he's heard plenty of stories on what exactly happened at Roswell. And I think we're getting close to the time when we're really going to get some real answers and the truth is going to be coming out. As far as the 33 crash, 
Kevin says his investigations show that didn't happen. Okay, so he ah. reports that skeptically. It's on his blog, A Different Perspective, Mindy, if you want to check it out. Now, that's the issue here. Randall is a crack investigator. He's not going to make things up. He did do a book called Roswell in the 21st Century, which came out, what, eight, nine years ago. And it kind of backtracks on some of the purported evidence, such as things about possible alien bodies, which he claims were more difficult to nail down and get a consistent version. The problem with this, as Tim and Mindy would both agree, I'm sure, it happened so many years ago that a lot of details are messy, screwed up, and for whatever reason, we may never know the answer. I throw this one out, and I don't take it seriously. And that is, if we have an advanced civilization sending craft here, and they fly around, and one of them crashes, would they allow the primitive warlike earthlings to recover that wreckage, or would they do something about it And the secret of Roswell may be that they did do something about it, but that's a secret kept at the highest levels. And we can't say we lost the wreckage. Does that sound crazy enough, Mindy? (laughs) Well, I mean, you bring up a good point that it's been so many years. Uh, A lot of the people that were firsthand witnesses have now passed away. We're now looking to their children who may have seen things at the time to gather as much information on it as possible, but I, I, I'm with you on this. We may never know one way or the other, but hopefully soon some of these files will be released to the public and we can get a much better idea of exactly what our government knew at the time. You, my friend, are more of an optimist than I am. Let me tell you that. <laughs> we'll be talking to Mindy, who is very, very active in MUFON, had a near-death experience at the time she was treated for a brain aneurysm. I mean, there's a lot of stuff to talk about with her, and not all UFOs. So with Mindy Totfest, Gene Steinberg, Tim Swartz, you're in The Paracast. Hey, listeners. I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus.
Get healthy, not high, with 100% pure CBD, powerful natural pain relief from Veterans Vitality. GCN listeners, have you ever thought about how CBD may help you? I'm sure you have heard about the many benefits of CBD. Well, here's your opportunity to try before you buy. Created by veterans and for everyone who deserves better choices, our CBD is derived from organic hemp, grown in the USA, and third-party tested. Veterans Vitality CBD saves you as much as 25 to 50% over our competition, and a portion of all sales is contributed to veterans nonprofits and events. Many of our customers have experienced improved quality of life, help with anxiety, PTSD, and overall well-being. Our products do not contain THC. They are safe, non-addictive, effective, and 100% legal. GCN listeners, get your free trial bottle of premium CBD by simply paying shipping and handling at GCNFreeCBD.com. That's GCNFreeCBD.com. Again, GCNFreeCBD.com. Offered by Veterans Vitality Premium CBD. Medicaid and CHIP offer free or low-cost health coverage for children and teens. Hospital and doctor visits, prescriptions, shots, and more are covered. That's peace of mind for parents if a child is sick or gets injured. And parents may now be eligible for Medicaid, too, even if they've applied in the past. Enrollment is always open. Visit insurekidsnow.gov or call 1-877-KIDS-NOW. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Wellness and self-care doesn't have to be complicated. So keep it simple and take good care of yourself with Sunny Bay Heating Pads. Our heating pads soothe pains in the neck, back, and shoulders while relaxing muscles and increasing blood circulation. Sunny Bay Heating Pads have always been made in the USA and hand-filled to perfection with the highest quality materials. Sunny Bay Heating Pads are the perfect wellness gift for loved ones or yourself. See all of our high-quality products at sunny-bay.com, including heated body pads, neck pillows, heated neck and body wraps, and our stress-reducing lavender line. They're all affordable, durable, and in stock now and ready for immediate shipping direct from sunny-bay.com. Read our trusted, authentic, and real reviews at sunny-bay.com or just search for Sunny Bay Heating Pad. To your good health and wellness from Sunny Bay. Are you afraid to go to the mailbox because of letter after letter from the IRS? Are they stacking on more and more penalties and interest? By now, you know the problem won't go away on its own. Don't let the IRS chase you to your grave with penalties and interest and liens and levies. You need real help now. I'm Dan Pilla. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I help thousands of people solve tax problems they thought couldn't be solved. I can help you too. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com, danpilla.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Mindy Totfest is our guest today, and she's active with MUFON. And we mentioned David Grush, of course, the so-called whistleblower. Now, I discussed this last week with Tim. Maybe you haven't heard. It shouldn't reflect on his honesty. But a publication called Intercept came out with a report that some years back, after fighting for his country in Afghanistan, Grush suffered from PTSD and had to undergo treatment. Now, PTSD is what we call, what we used to call shell shock. 
where someone is involved in a war, in combat, and they suffer some negative behavior as a result. That doesn't mean because someone suffers from PTSD that they're no longer credible. We shouldn't think about that because that would mean if you suffer from any side effects of fighting in war, you're useless. Right. And I speak about that in my book. I suffered from PTSD as a result of what I went through with my medical trauma. And I feel like I'm even more useful now than I was before you know, doing the things that I'm doing now. I think that's kind of a low blow to take a hit at someone's mental health and especially someone that has served. That's not to say that I completely believe everything that Grush says. I don't know him, you know. So I can't speak to his honesty, but I know that he went through several levels to be able to release the information that he did. I'm grateful that that he did step forward. One of the things that MUFON did was they were instrumental in putting in the whistleblower protections within the last NDAA. With that, we are finally seeing people come forward and putting the reputation on the line to, to speak to these things. I commend Grush for coming forward. You know, he's kind of a a controversial figure. Some people believe him, some people don't. I think that it's funny that the people that used to say UFOs are real, you know, now they're kind of backtracking and going, well, maybe they aren't because now the government is saying that they're real. You know, it's uh, kind of interesting to see the way that things are unfolding now with all of this. Now, the point to mention, too, is that after he suffered all this, the Pentagon did employ him for a job. So obviously they took the PTSD into consideration and they still gave him a job. The inspector general accepted the classification of him as a whistleblower. It doesn't mean everything he says is authentic. He may be just repeating what other people told him. And unfortunately, he'd have to go into a private classified meeting with Congress to discuss those things. But also bear in mind here, that when he testified before the last hearing on UAPs, he was under oath. If he lied, and that means that mistaken, no. If he lied, he is subject to indictment for a felony. Yeah, and now, behind the scenes, he was supposedly going to be naming names and naming departments that have been involved in all of this cover-up along the way. So it'll be interesting to see what comes out of that, those closed-door meetings where he's able to share those that kind of information. I'm hopeful. I really am. I, I think that Congress is doing the right steps, and, and they are working towards getting this information out to the public, and I think they're doing a good job. Now, the problem which we mentioned earlier, a contradiction, which is that we used to blame the government for lying about UFOs. If they told us the truth now, what we consider the truth, would we believe them? We have a pretty crazy country now. We're being told, don't believe the government. That's one faction. Another one, accept the government with its limitations, that it tries to give you the truth. We have one faction that says the guy who's president is not president. I was suggesting the other day, and Mindy, I'd like your reaction to this. If President Biden tomorrow said, we want to make a statement about UAPs, it appears they have an off-world origin, meaning they come from outer space. 
And he can go on saying, well, we don't see a threat to national security, whatever. We're talking about a mid-level announcement by the president confirming UFO reality. If he did that, as I said, it would be accepted by some, rejected by others, especially if they feel he occupies the office illegally. And I don't want to get into that controversy. It's going to be pretty screwy out there. If E.T. came on stage or in the Oval Office, they think he's some character who's been created with CGI or in a costume. They wouldn't believe it. And within a week or two, the story would leave the papers. What we would consider the most momentous revelation in human history. We're not alone. There are alien beings out there. They are among us now. That's what would happen. It wouldn't be a major development. Do you disagree? No, it wouldn't. I absolutely agree with you here, Gene. In fact, I was speaking on a podcast last year about this very topic. And with people in the baby boomer generation, it was such a big deal. You know, they they figured it would topple religions and, you know, people would freak out. But we had seen that back in the 30s with War of the Worlds and the way that that unfolded with, you know, the hysterics. And so as time has gone along, I'm in Gen X and Gen Xers, we were raised with, well, there might be something out there. And then millennials came along and, well, there's probably something out there. And now I look at my kids, they're um, Gen Z and they don't care. I, I mean, it's a joke to them. It does not affect their everyday life. And I think that especially here in America, People are struggling. Finances are down. You know, wages aren't up enough to keep up with inflation. People are trying to pay their bills. They don't care. You know, if something's been here all this time, it makes no effect on the the everyday lives of average Americans. And I don't know if maybe that was by design, but that's kind of where we're at today in America. Well, I'll give you one observation, semi-political, but I don't want to pursue it further. I am a baby boomer a late baby boomer, whatever. And I remember back in the 1950s, my dad worked a middle-class job for the New York City transit system. He supported a family of four. He was able to get a car, although he never ended up buying one until many years later. He could pay for the two-bedroom apartment or get a small house. He'd pay all his bills. Today, and we're not going to blame any particular person because it's a gradual process that has happened over 60 years. Today, you'd have to work three jobs if he were here to make the same equivalent wage with the same buying power. I don't want to go any further. That's just too depressing to think of. <laughs> it really is. Okay, let's get back to flying saucers. A lot more fun because maybe E.T. is out there. Maybe he's amongst us or she or it, whatever they are. It's a crazy mystery and all this apparent seriousness from the government, well, even that could be a way to throw us off the track, perhaps, divert interest in UFOs to something. A lot of strange things are going on with that investigation. I'll bring up another one in a while, Mindy. Now I want to get into your near-death experience and all that. We have more to come with Gene. Mindy, Tim, you're in The Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. 
Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving backup power when you need it most. And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Whether it's wildfires, dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Even better, all this week, radio listeners get over $700 in free off-the-grid bonuses, too. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com. USA News Update. Three people are dead after a shooting at a Dollar General store in Jacksonville, Florida, Saturday afternoon. The sheriff says the white shooter left behind a manifesto showing a racial motivation. Boston's mayor is condemning a shooting that injured seven people during a parade Saturday morning. Police say two people are under arrest. Bob Barker is being remembered as the most popular game show host of all time. He passed away Saturday at his home in Los Angeles at the age of 99. The 60th anniversary March on Washington is drawing thousands to the nation's capital. Civil rights groups are marking Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s historic 1963 march with a rally at the Lincoln Memorial. Forecasters say Franklin has strengthened into a Category 1 hurricane in the Atlantic. It's expected to begin impacting Bermuda by Sunday night. Jerry Barmash, USA News. I'm Ben Utech. I played high school, college, and pro football, helping my team win the 2006 championship. It was an amazing day, but it can't compare to the joy I feel every day with my loving wife and three beautiful daughters. My football career ended after I suffered my fifth concussion. Did you know that over a million athletes suffer a concussion each year? That includes boys and girls, every age, every type and level of sport. It isn't always clear that a player has had a concussion. So parents, athletes and coaches need to learn about concussion signs and symptoms. The American Academy of Neurology recommends athletes thought to have a concussion be immediately removed from play and not returned until assessed by a healthcare professional trained in concussion. This isn't just about sports. It's about your brain. When in doubt, sit it out. Learn more at aan.com slash concussion. That's aan.com slash concussion. A message from the American Academy of Neurology. It's obvious we're being let down by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media are distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the real concerns of American families. Countries we're at odds with are hoarding food, financial systems are strained, and supply chains remain too fragile. We can tell something is coming, so we're preparing. Folks are getting into self-reliance and investing in emergency food storage. And My Patriot Supply, the nation's largest emergency preparedness company, makes it easy for you to have peace of mind knowing you're prepared. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure some emergency food kits. There's a dozen to choose from that contain tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging 2,000 calories per day. Get at least one food kit for each family member. And while you're there, stock up on water filtration, heirloom seeds, and emergency gear, too, at MyPatriotSupply.com. It's time to prepare today. 
Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. MyPatriotSupply.com. Hi, this is Tracy Tormey, screenwriter, producer. You're listening to Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Okay, back to the UAP investigation. Now, embedded in one of the versions of the funding bill, and it may be in the later ones too, was in researching UAP encounters, human effects should be considered. Of course, we call that the hitchhiker effect, where you see a UFO and you go home and all things break loose. Yeah, poltergeists and things like that. And that comes from the work also of Robert Bigelow and his crew at Skinwalker Ranch. In fact, we had one of Bigelow's people here, Colm Kelleher, a biologist. And Dr. Kelleher said that this was a very important thing about the UFO enigma that needs to be explored. But of course, you look at what the Pentagon is saying, they never mention the two words human effects, even though it's there. Absolutely. And I think that this is something that they're absolutely right on. We need to be looking into these other effects that go along with UAP encounters. And that's one of the things I get into in my book is these connections with near-death experiencers and UFO experiencers. And as a near-death experiencer, I encountered similar after effects with spirit encounters, shadows, disembodied voices, orbs of light, all kinds of strange things started breaking loose after my encounter, much like UFO experiencers. And so we're seeing several different people now are starting to research into the connections and underlying commonalities between these different kinds of phenomena and what is causing these things to happen after such a contact event. When we bring up near-death experiences, just want to mention something. Some people in the field, and one of them is a guy named Miguel, who goes by the name Red Pill Junkie, as a writer online, really, really smart guy, and he's been on the show. He wrote a guest newsletter for the Powercast newsletter comparing the near-death experience to a UFO abduction, finding many, many commonalities. Having had an NDE, what do you think? Well, that's everything my book is about, actually. After I had had a near-death experience and then subsequently joined MUFON, I started talking to these abductees and started seeing, wow, they sound a lot like me. They've had similar upbringing, some similar things in their past that they encountered, and even the after effects after they have had these encounters. And I started wondering why am I seeing these commonalities if they're, you know, is this something I, I'm just happening to pick up on, you know, kind of that, uh, what is it, Bader-Meinhof, where you see one thing and then you see it everywhere. I wanted to know if that's what I was seeing. And I started digging. And as I was, I, I was reading through Communion at the time by Whitley Strieber. And I got to one part where he had been out walking and he was wrestling with himself and he came home and he talked about how these entities, how it was almost like this force that surrounded him. And it was something that had known him personally. Then he goes into contemplating, you know, is this just a stage and we're actors on this? 
And just the way that he worded that struck me because it sounded exactly like myself after the near-death experience. So after that, I started really digging into the phenomena to see what the commonalities were and see if anybody else had seen this. And lo and behold, I found Dr. Kenneth Ring and the Omega Project. And I bought that book so fast and dug through that. Since then, Dr. Ring has been a, become a friend of mine because I had to contact him in writing the book. And he's just an incredible, incredible gift to humanity with everything that he has done in figuring out the similarities between these two. At the time, he was a professor back at the University of Connecticut. And this was back in the early 90s that he did a battery comparing near-death experiencers and UFO experiencers. Prior to this, he had just been looking into near-death experiencers. But a friend of his had given him a copy of Whitley Strieber's Communion, and he read through it, and he saw the same things that I was seeing and that his friend was seeing. And so it was kind of strange that that one book was kind of the catalyst for all of us looking into wow, this sounds like near-death experiences. So Ken Ring ended up coming up with two different things. He determined that there was an encounter-prone personality. So there were people that are just more apt to have these kind of experiences naturally. And it may have been developed during childhood uh, due to some kind of childhood trauma and learning how to dissociate. And so he actually went in and differentiated between People that were fantasy prone, uh, so experiencers weren't the people that were out, you know, fighting dragons and stuff in their childhood. They were literally sending their mind to other places and making contact with entities from other realms. And then he also determined that there was new Omega prototype is what he called it, and the set of after effects and the way that these kind of encounters influence people in their life afterwards. And we see all kinds of wonderful changes in people, even if they start off um, as a, a fear-based kind of response, because it's a, a scary thing to die, or it's a scary thing to be abducted. But out of that comes a great amount of change where we transform into helping humanity. There was a movie some years ago, Kiefer Sutherland and Julia Roberts were in it. And what they did is they played university students who were testing near-death experiences by using electric power to stop their heart for a few minutes and see what they bring back. Remember that movie? Yes, and I'm trying to think of the name of it. <laughs> what was that? Flatliners. Flat yep, that was it. Flatliners, exactly. Okay, yeah, that's what they did. Now, um, before I ask you this, and we discuss other issues, before you had your brain aneurysm, which is where all this began for you, you've gone through your life, you're married, you have two kids. Had you had any interest at all in UFOs or anything paranormal? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I have been... Not a UFO experiencer. I've been more of a spirit experiencer from a very young age uh, where I had encounters with you know, my grandfather came to me the night that he died before anyone else knew that he had passed. He was standing at the foot of my bed. And then it just continued. I, I had 
encounters with the hat man and uh, just all kinds of, of strange things throughout my childhood. But the one thing I never encountered was a UFO. And of course, that was my main interest. So as a child, I would take my little bike with my basket on the front and me and my sister would ride down to the bookmobile down from grandma's house and she would be checking out stuff on cats and stuff. And here I am, six, seven years old, and I couldn't get enough in my basket full of UFOs. So I have always had a huge interest in it. And I've always wanted to do research into UFOs, but I never knew how to get started until MUFON came along. And then it was just a dream come true for me. I was like, wow, they're really letting me do this. <laughs> so I, I jumped in with both feet and I mean, it's been incredible ever since. But yeah, I, I've always had that interest there. Um, and I've had UFO-type encounters or related encounters after my NDE where I've seen flash bulbs. There was an a encounter where a crane, a sandhill crane, disappeared over me and a group of other experiencers uh, while out on a, a sky watch, and that was quite spectacular. Uh, but as far as you know, anything beyond that, I haven't really encountered much. I want to go into your brain aneurysm, which may be obviously a very unpleasant thing to have to undergo treatment for that. The closest I came was my right leg. Last year, I underwent surgery to repair an aneurysm in my right leg just above the thigh. And I'm still here, so I guess the thing worked. Or maybe I'm not here. Who knows who's talking on the mic right now? Gene, Mindy, Tim, you're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. If you love mysteries, you'll love these two books by Tim R. Swartz and Sean Castile. In Mimics, The Others Among Us, you'll learn about the strange beings that can look like us, but are not. In Alien Artifacts, Incredible Evidence of Exotic Material from UFO Encounters, you'll see the hard evidence of UFOs that has been ignored or even hidden. These books will definitely blow your mind, and both are now available on Amazon.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Silver has always been nature's very own antibiotic, and only one system allows you to generate an endless supply of natural silver solutions. SilverLungs.com. You'll find no wild claims or pseudoscience, just a lifetime of nano-sized pure silver solutions. The Silver Lungs generator allows you to make your own, so stop paying for silver solutions. The unique lung delivery system targets respiratory infections where other silver solutions simply cannot reach. See the Silver Lungs generator and lung delivery system at SilverLungs.com. That's SilverLungs.com. Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. 
We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right. We cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. Everyone around me seems to get sick but me. My brother got the flu twice. My mother was down with some sort of fever. People at work were taking sick days off and others were just plain tired and run down. And me? Well, I just keep feeling great all the time with Extendivite. My grandfather used to talk about the power of garlic and other herbs he took that kept him healthy. I'm lucky. Extendivite was just what I needed to keep me healthy. And Extendivite is all natural. Extendivite was designed for the heart but does so much more by keeping me healthy all the time. I'll take Extendivite forever. Get your two-month supply for only $69.95 plus shipping and handling. My name is Rick and you can be like me just by calling 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Extendivite. Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie Guy. There's no reason why you shouldn't live to be at least 100 and have a great time getting there. And I'm going to give you a free copy of my lecture that tells you exactly how to do it. In fact, after you've lived a long and healthy life, there should be only two documents in your medical chart, a birth certificate and a death certificate. I'm Dr. Wallach with a warning. If you have a four-inch medical chart, if you take prescription drugs for high cholesterol, high blood pressure, arthritis, joint pains, and other health issues, the medical profession is failing you. They're using you for an ATM machine. My free lecture is going to reveal what pharmaceutical companies don't want you to know. There's been groundbreaking research and discoveries on how to effectively treat or eliminate over 900 different diseases naturally. It's all in my free lecture called Deadly Recipe. So call toll-free 1-855-79-YOUNG. Again, that's toll-free 1-855-79-YOUNG. 1-855-79-YOUNG. This is Robert Hastings, author of UFOs and Nukes, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. So I look into your background here, and for a number of years you were an ICU nurse, and then you suffer from a condition that was pretty difficult to deal with. Had you had symptoms before you were told you had this aneurysm? What happened? What's the episode? Yeah, so I'll I'll back way up into childhood. So when I was first born, my mom had noticed that my ribs were kind of misshapen, and uh, I actually had an extra rib on one side, and I had scoliosis, so I was kind of messed up as a little kid. I mean, it wasn't really – people looking at me couldn't tell, but, you know, there was something not quite right there, and it was – you know, back in the late 70s. So they're looking at it and saying, you know, well, we'll just keep an eye on it. You know, she'll be fine. So throughout childhood, I had a lot of severe pain and it was, you know, the mentality of suck it up. Everyone hurts. Well, at least you're not in your 70s. And, you know, I'd I'd hear all kinds of stuff whenever I complain, but come to find out I had been having multiple dislocations. So I ended up in my 
mid-20s finding out that I had Ehlers-Danlos syndrome, which is a connective tissue disorder, which causes dislocations and it causes widespread body pain and it causes these kind of deformations that I had. And it also, on the severe side, can cause aneurysms. Whenever I was a child, I grew up in a single-parent household with my mother, and so I, I didn't ever have contact with my father until after my children were born. So I didn't really know his family's medical history. But after I, I met my father, I came to find out that everyone on his side has died of some kind of aneurysm. And that's whenever they really started taking a, a close look at me, and they said, well, we don't we still don't think that you have one of the fatal forms of this. We think it's, you know, where you're just going to continue to have body pain. And so they, they still monitored me pretty, pretty closely, but I always knew that there was a chance that, that aneurysms could happen. And it finally did. Um, at the time it was November 8th of 2016. So it was the day of the Hillary versus Trump election. And I woke up that day and my face was a little swollen. And so I took a picture and sent it to my husband. And I said, hey, you know, my face is swollen. I'm going to take a Benadryl and go hop in the shower and see if it'll take care of it because I wasn't in any kind of pain or anything. I waited an hour or two and I didn't see any change. So I came out and I sat on the couch and I was checking to see if there were any early exit polls. I opened up the front door because at the time, my husband, he was still preaching at the time. He was a Southern Baptist minister, and he was also a, a teacher there at the local school. And our kids were five and seven. So he drove the school bus. So the kids would ride on the bus with him, you know, to go pick up the other kids and go to school. And then they'd come back. So I was waiting for them to come home. And as I was sitting there, all of a sudden, I heard a loud pop in my head. It sounded like a gunshot that went off. And at the time, I thought, oh, no, I, I've been shot because we lived in this little flimsy trailer out on a 300-acre wheat farm up in northern Oklahoma. I mean, we were in the middle of nowhere. And the weeks before, I had seen coyote hunters, and they were out you know, doing their thing. So I thought maybe one of them had returned, and they had shot, and it had come through that wall and, and hit me. I couldn't move. I just kind of sat there stunned, and I tried to focus my intent back there to see if I could feel blood running down or anything. And when I didn't, I said, oh, crap, this, this has got to be a brain aneurysm. When that realization hit me, there was like an electric avalanche that peeled away. It felt like layers of myself were being peeled away from the very top of my head down to my feet. And it was incredibly painful, just that, that electrical feeling that went through me. And instantly I realized I'm not going to survive this, that this is really catastrophic. And I'm here in the middle of nowhere by myself. And I'm looking at the front door and it just broke my heart because I knew my kids were going to be coming in through that door any minute. And I instantly started praying. I said, God, don't let the kids find my body. They will never recover because I'm, I'm waiting for them to come in and, you know, greet me and tell me about their day and give me hugs. And, and instead, they're going to come in and, and find me slumped over dead. I mean, I prayed fervently, God, please, if I can survive this, let me survive it, because I do not want to be the worst thing that happened to my kids for them to come in and find me like this. And as I'm praying, I'm just, I'm so deep into my sadness that I don't even realize what's going on around me. 
And eventually I finally look up and I realize I'm just in complete darkness. And I thought, okay. And I realize I'm not in pain and I'm just kind of looking around and my first instinct, and if you, you look at my book, there's a hand stuck out in the darkness, and that, that was my very first instinct, was to put my hand out in front of my face to see if I could see it, because I was trying to determine if it was dark there or if there was nothing there. So I could not see my hand, so the next instinct was, well, let me, let me clap my hands. <laughs> and so I started trying to clap, and that's when I realized I didn't even have hands, and that's when the realization hit me, I, I'm dead. I've really passed away. And I just started waiting. I, th I thought, okay, what's next? I'm going to be going to judgment. So I'm, you know, I was very deeply religious before this. Me and John were a ministry couple, and we traveled all over the state of Oklahoma preaching the gospel. And so I'm thinking, you know, it's either going to be heaven or hell any minute now. And so I'm looking around and I'm like, okay, is there going to be a tunnel? You know, I'm waiting for my friends and family to greet me. I'm waiting for Jesus to show up. I'm waiting for anything. And the longer I wait, the longer that I start realizing, you know, this is bad. No one's coming for me. And so then I, I, it starts turning to real fear. Um, and I'm praying still over on the other side. I'm praying for my husband and kids. I'm worried that they've come in and found me now. I'm praying that I'll be found righteous. You know, I'm praying that Jesus will be my righteousness so I can make it into heaven. And I'm, you know, it starts turning into more of begging, you know, God, why aren't you showing up? Am I here forever? And why am I not enough? And I mean, my spirit was so grieved. And I was so distraught, and it seemed like I was there forever. I mean, it, it was so timeless. And I'll tell you one aspect of this was I almost felt like I was put into this invisible box where I was kept separate from everything around me. And I could feel God. I could feel creation. I could feel everything around me. Um, I could feel it was almost like everything was almost at that spark of coming into being and it was just teeming with life but i was separate from it and so that's what was so soul crushing for me was that i was not allowed to be part of everything and so i got to a point where i was reflecting just kind of on my life and why am i not good enough and finally it came to me you've got to learn to love yourself and when i realized that that's when I felt a male presence come up behind me over my left shoulder. And I could not see him. And I talk about in the book, I, I couldn't even tell if he was an angel. He didn't seem like human. He didn't seem like Jesus. He didn't seem like anything that I could identify, but I could identify that he was male. And he came up behind me and he said, you're not going to be here forever. And as soon as he did that, it was instant relief. I knew, okay, Someone's here with me, and he said, I'm not going to be here forever. And so that, that was instant comfort. And once he, he did that, then we started sailing off to the left. Sailing off? I'm sorry, you had a deal that popped up. Okay, so as he came up to me, as soon as he told me that 
you know, you're not going to be here forever. We started sailing off to the left. And as we were, I could tell off in the distance, there was this purple glow. And as we continued getting closer and closer to it, I could see intersecting lines of uh, that were like pink and where they joined up, they were bright yellow. And some of them were just brilliant. And the closer we got, the more I could just feel love radiating off of this. And he instantly told me, that's the fabric of humanity. And it just, it seemed like so important. It hung with the most importance of everything there. And it just gave off that love. And I wanted to go towards it. And he said, no, it's not for you. We have to break now, Mindy, and we'll get okay. to continue your near-death experience with Mindy, Jean, and Tim. You're in the Barrett Guest. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Hey, listeners. I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. I had no idea it would destroy my life, but before it happened, I had a successful business in Austin, Texas. Everyone laughed at me when I shut that business down, but I could not ignore the wake-up call. I was volunteering on a project to get locally grown food into a school. That project was a complete failure, and I discovered that there were few local farmers, there's only four days worth of food in the grocery stores, and everything comes 1,500 miles via a just-in-time trucking system. I lost friends and family who told me I was crazy to worry about that, but I kept at it. I'm Marjorie Wildcraft. Those of us who know what's going on in the world know you need to become self-reliant before the dollar collapses. I've created a free webinar at GCNfood.com. I can show you, like I've shown hundreds of thousands of people, how to grow lots of food, even if you have no experience, you're older, or you're out of shape. Do it now, before the stores are boarded up and food is not available at any price. Go to GCNfood.com. GCNfood.com. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Mindy Totfest, suffering a brain aneurysm, suffers a near-death experience. We're immersed in it right now, Mindy. Continue. 
Okay, thank you, Jean. So I was saying that he revealed to me that it was the fabric of humanity, and I wanted to go to it, but he told me, no, that, that's not for you. And when he did, we continued sailing off to the left. And once we did, boom, I was back in my body. And it was almost like a computer rebooting. It was a hard restart. And I woke up and I was slumped over on the couch and I had had a stroke. I realized that my right arm wouldn't move. I had dropped my phone, so I'm frantically trying to search for it. And my head is just ringing and buzzing and hurting. And I, I can hear the TV kind of in the background and it's real muffled. And I'm, I'm just confused. I'm looking around. I, I finally locate my phone and I use my left hand to call my father-in-law who lived right across the street. And I mean, he was out working in the wheat field right in front of us. So within about 45 seconds, he was in my front door because whenever I tried to talk, it was just, I was slurring my words so bad. And so he's like, I'm coming. And he was there immediately with me. And then within about 15 minutes or so, my husband and kids showed up. So I was so relieved when my father-in-law was there because I'm like, okay, well, you know, he can deal with this a lot more if I collapse again, you know, than having my children or my husband find me. So they ended up loading me up in the car and they took me to the small rural hospital about 30 miles away. And when we got there, incredibly, they told me, well, maybe your neck shifted. <laughs> and they sent me home and I begged them. I said, you've got to run more tests, something terrible happened you don't understand you know this this is not normal and i was so calm during it i mean and i even talk about that in the book that if i had any fault in my lack of care it was because i was just so calm during the whole thing i wasn't acting crazy i wasn't screaming i mean my head was completely on fire and it felt like lava was just flowing through my skull and that lasted for about two years and i was nearly passing out every day and I, I, you know, went after the ER, I went to the ER several times because I kept having these episodes where I was losing consciousness and my head would get to a point where it was burning so bad. And they would call my neurologist and he would say, well, she has migraines, send her home. And I would go see my neurologist and say, you've got to do something, something's wrong. And it took two years before I finally had a doctor that would listen to me, we moved twice and then finally moved out here to Oklahoma City and went to one of the major hospitals here. And within a week or two, they had me in and they, I'm sure you understand this gene where they put the wire up and they fed it up into my brain and injected the dye. And I remember the radiologist shaking me and he was like, he had taken a picture on his own cell phone because he could not believe that I was sitting there alive. What I had had is called a vertebral artery dissection. And so it's kind of like an aneurysm slash stroke. And it happened just right there at the base of my skull. But it blew out two big chunks of that artery. It wasn't even a vein. It was the artery that blew out. And somehow, miraculously, I survived it. So now... Having recovered from this, do you have any side effects still or are you back 100 percent? 
No, unfortunately, I'll never be 100%. I ended up losing about 70% of my hearing at the time, and it's since progressed. I ended up back in the hospital again because it kind of ripped again. I lost 20% more. So now I'm 90% deaf and I get to wear hearing aids and I still have pain and stuff. But thank God that I'm not passing out every day. I'm not having, you know, the severe side effects. That two years that I went through was absolute hell. I couldn't drive. I couldn't cook dinner. I couldn't do anything around the house. And my husband's working three, four jobs to try to support me and the kids. And then he's coming home and having to take care of me because I'm just laying on the couch. And at the time, no one knew what was wrong with me. And I was just like, believe me, something happened, you know? And so finally, like I said, after that two years and getting into a good hospital, they finally knew something had happened. But by that point, it was too late to do anything, really. It was just like, well, you've kind of healed up on your own. <laughs> you know, good for you. So, you know, and I, I did a lot of soul searching during that time. I started looking into alternative medicines and looking into other healing techniques. My husband was learning Reiki, you know, and he would do that on me. And I was doing meditations and stuff. These are things that I remember listening to a show on Reiki when we were still very, very deeply religious. And we discussed how that was, you know, ways that demons could enter people. <laughs> and, you know, and then here we are turned around completely 100% and going, well, you know, we're desperate. We've got to do something. No atheists in foxholes. That's absolutely right. Um, and it, it, thank God that this happened to me because my spirit is so different now. I feel like I've returned back to who I initially was as a child, and I see the beauty in everybody. I'm accepting of everybody. I'm not sitting there judging people, and I'm not saying that all Christians do. I know some very wonderful Christian friends still, but I know how my spirit was at that time, and I know how I am now, and I'm, I'm grateful for what happened to me. It was exactly what I needed when I needed it, and I'm absolutely certain that this was a divine appointment that I needed to get me back on track to where I needed to be. You have an interesting story where you had another incident, but because of that incident, that's what led you to discovering MUFON. Right. Yeah. So it was about a year later. It was in 2019. Um, and like I said, it, it ripped again that, that vertebral artery dissection. It kind of opened back, back up. And I was sitting down eating dinner with my family. And all of a sudden, I get tunnel vision. I get this crushing pain in my, my jaw and into my neck. And I said, oh, my God, it's happening again. And I looked at my husband, just freaked out, and, you know, immediately he gets me up to the hospital. Well, while, while I was there, my blood pressure was hovering at 40 over 20. I mean, I was, I was teetering pretty bad, and I told John, I'm not going to survive it. If we go through this again, my, my body cannot do another one of these. And we just didn't know, because sometimes they happen again and again. So I said, you know, we need, we need to make the hard decision. So we just started discussing funeral arrangements. Well, mom has a couple of burial plots over here. I'm sure she'll let us use one. 
you know, this is what I want done with the kids. This is who I want in the kid's life. They need a female influence to step in and whenever I'm gone, I want you to get remarried. You know, we, we started talking about all these very horrible things that no one wants to talk about when you're in your 30s. And out of that, he said, well, let's let's look at something fun. What, what do you want to do? What's on the bucket list? And I said, well, I want to go to Roswell. I don't know if I can, you know, but let, let's try. And so he planned it all out. And uh, that summer during the big Roswell Festival, we drove out to Roswell. We loaded up the kids and we went and sat in. And it was perfect for me because I was still nearly passing out and everything. But I could at least just sit there and listen to all these wonderful speakers and, you know, take in all the stuff. And we had such a wonderful trip. And Right towards the end of that, I went up and I spoke with Kathleen Martin, and I she was had talked about the quantum healing technique, and I had said, I'd like to find out more about that, because at the time, I knew that I had some form of PTSD, and I needed some kind of help with that. And up to this point, I still had not really told John about the near-death experience. It took me two years before I finally shared that whenever we were all locked in during the pandemic is when I finally opened up because I didn't know how he would respond because he was even more deeply religious than I was. Title I, of the book from Mindy Talkfest is Dying to Meet Them, One Woman's Incredible Journey from NDE to UAP with Gene, Mindy, and Tim. You're in the Paracast. <laughs> Hey listeners, I want you to have the entire Paracast experience, so I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. It's obvious we're being let down by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media are distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the real concerns of American families. Countries we're at odds with are hoarding food, financial systems are strained, and supply chains remain too fragile. We can tell something is coming, so we're preparing. Folks are getting into self-reliance and investing in emergency food storage. And My Patriot Supply, the nation's largest emergency preparedness company, makes it easy for you to have peace of mind knowing you're prepared. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure some emergency food kits. There's a dozen to choose from that contain tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging 2,000 calories per day. Get at least one food kit for each family member. And while you're there, stock up on water filtration, heirloom seeds, and emergency gear, too, at MyPatriotSupply.com. It's time to prepare today. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. MyPatriotSupply.com. This is how we do every day. We be grinding. And if you want to come and text us, 
if you love them enough to turn off your music and pretend like their music is your music. Ah, this is mommy's jam. Then surely you'll check NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to make sure they're in the right car seat. Let's play it again. Check today at NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Act Council. I had no idea it would destroy my life. But before it happened, I had a successful business in Austin, Texas. Everyone laughed at me when I shut that business down, but I could not ignore the wake-up call. I was volunteering on a project to get locally grown food into a school. That project was a complete failure, and I discovered that there were few local farmers, there's only four days worth of food in the grocery stores, and everything comes 1,500 miles via a just-in-time trucking system. I lost friends and family who told me I was crazy to worry about that, but I kept at it. I'm Marjorie Wildcraft. Those of us who know what's going on in the world know you need to become self-reliant before the dollar collapses. I've created a free webinar at GCNfood.com. I can show you, like I've shown hundreds of thousands of people, how to grow lots of food, even if you have no experience, you're older, or you're out of shape. Do it now, before the stores are boarded up and food is not available at any price. Go to GCNfood.com. GCNfood.com. Do the letters IRS give you anxiety? I'm Dan Pilla. I've defended people from the IRS for more than 40 years. My book, How to Get Tax Amnesty, created the tax resolution industry and is responsible for helping hundreds of thousands of people. It can help you, too. If you're a non-filer or facing IRS enforcement right now, your case is unique. You need real help, not cookie-cutter advice. My clients get my personal attention. Buy my book at danpilla.com and get a free consultation directly with me. That's danpilla.com. Let's start solving your tax problem right now. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. I asked Kathleen Martin, Betty Hill's niece, someone who's been on the Paracast many times. You've probably heard her on the show. I'm interested in one thing that bothers me, Mindy. And it's not you, just you that goes through this, where you have a problem, some kind of medical issue. You go to the doctor and the doctor says, ah, it's no big deal. Here's a couple of pills, go home. And eventually after months or years of recurring problems, they finally decide there is a problem. We need to deal with it. And I'm wondering how that is allowed with our medical system. We should be more proactive. We can't wait till the person's near death, as you were, before we actually have the surgery. Yeah, it's frustrating being an ICU nurse. I mean, I, I knew that something was terribly wrong with me, and to still be completely dismissed. About the third time I went into the hospital, I could tell the language that was coming towards me, and it was like I was a drug seeker. And I sat there and begged them. I said, don't give me any pain medicine. I was in the most excruciating pain of my life. And I said, I don't want any pain medicine. Run some tests. Something happened. And they still sent me home. Well, come to find out after you know getting in with a good neurologist now, I had been having multiple strokes because that artery was clotting off to save my life, but it was blocking the blood flow to my brain. So I was having strokes and I was being instructed to go home and take a nice relaxing bath. 
And so I would sit in the bathtub with my right arm hanging limp, drooling, just bawling. And my husband would sit there and rub my back while I'm literally sitting there having strokes. And I look back now and it's so infuriating because I I knew how ill I was, but I did not have it within me to just fight them because I kept trying and they would not listen. But this is a serious problem. I hear horror stories all the time about people that are just completely dismissed. They want to medicate them and send them home. Do you think almost it was a situation where the neurologist recognized that this was a serious condition and just didn't want to bother with it? Well, and I'm sorry, not I, I don't mean to be glib here. She's going to die soon anyway. Why bother? <laughs> no, I, I just think that he was an imbecile. Um, <laughs> it, it really. Okay, I'll, I'll accept that as well. <laughs> he was about my age. He's a younger doctor. Um, and his reviews on, on Google and Yahoo are terrible. It seems like everybody else that has come across him has the same kind of problem. I, I'm hoping he doesn't stay in practice much longer. Well, certainly you could complain possibly to the medical board. Say, look what this guy did. (laughs) I have. (laughs) I I finally did about a month ago, and it's been seven years. And I finally had the gumption enough to get in there and just say, this guy's got to be stopped. He, He can't continue to do this kind of stuff to people. After reading what other people are saying, and he's treated them much the same way, someone needs to step in. Well, there's always a lawyer. Yeah, um, uh, you know, and we even talked to a lawyer, but there's like a two-year statute of limitations, and unfortunately, it was after two years before they finally found what had happened to me, and I don't think that money would make it right anyway. You know, I've got to look on the positive side of things and go, okay, this was something that I needed for my spirit, and I've got to just be okay with that. Now, what's interesting here is that if you do want to sue a doctor or a hospital, You first have to find a lawyer willing to take it on. There are firms that advertise. But you really have to be in bad shape. You have to lose your arm. You have to be dead. Something really has to be a major situation for the lawsuit because it costs the lawyer. And one of the lawyers who specializes in this told me that for the leg aneurysm, of course. You have to basically be prepared for the lawyer to spend at least $100,000 researching your claim. So before they even get involved, they have to spend that amount of money with the expectation they will clear many times that amount to stay in business. Because most medical malpractice lawsuits are lost. There's a small chance of succeeding. It's very expensive to even research it to develop a case. So it doesn't happen very often. And if it does, the doctor has medical malpractice insurance. I just think there's something wrong with our medical system. I don't know about other countries if they're this bad, but that's a political discussion which we don't have to have here. The other thing I wanted to ask you, because you mentioned it a few times, your husband was a minister. Something in your experience altered your religious beliefs? Yes. Like I had said, we were a deeply religious couple. We you know, raised the kids up, and we would have Bible studies at home, and we were at church every Sunday morning and evening and every Wednesday, and, you know, he was the preacher. And we quite enjoyed being a, a ministry couple. 
But after I finally revealed what had happened to him, and again, this is something we had listened to a talk show one time because we drove back and forth a lot. And so we were listening to one talk show about near-death experiences, and we had kind of discussed between us, you know, well, what do you think about that? And he was very staunch on, well, you know, man is appointed once to die. And I said, well, you know, they can't be lying. And he's like, well, maybe they're, you know, it, it's a dying brain. And so, we, you know, we'd have these kind of discussions. So I didn't know how to share that with him, especially that I didn't go to heaven. Here I am a pastor's wife, and I didn't go to heaven. What, what does that mean? And so whenever I finally revealed it to him, he was so wonderful with me. He said, it's okay. Let's figure this out together. And I'll tell you, Gene, they found over 80% of people that have a near-death experience, their marriages end because they change so drastically. They are not the same person they were before. And I can say that is 100% true for myself. And so for my husband to hold my hand through it, I mean, he had already been through two years of hell of watching me lay on the couch and struggle just to live. And now here I come at him with, well, you know, let me um, now say something that might challenge your faith. And he took it so graciously. And he ended up saying, let's, let's look in, into things together. There's got to be others that have had similar encounters like yours. Let's find out who they are. Let's, you know, find out what they went through. So he actually was the one that found IONS, which is the International Association for Near-Death Studies. And he signed us up for an online sharing group. And that was the first time that I ever spoke to anyone outside of my immediate family about the near-death experience. And it was such a great atmosphere because there were other near-death experiencers in there. There were people that were interested in it. There were people that had had spiritually transformative encounters. And, I mean, I just sat there and ugly cried for, you know, a good 30 minutes while I'm talking. They, you know, would put up their hands to the, the camera. They'd put their hands over their heart. they put little heart emojis up and show support just any way that they could to let me know that it was okay. Hey, you know what's okay? These announcements. We'll have Mindy, Gene, and Tim back in a moment. You're in the Pentecost. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Silver has always been nature's very own antibiotic, and only one system allows you to generate an endless supply of natural silver solutions, silverlungs.com. You'll find no wild claims or pseudoscience, just a lifetime of nano-sized pure silver solutions. The Silver Lungs Generator allows you to make your own, so stop paying for silver solutions. The unique lung delivery system targets respiratory infections where other silver solutions simply cannot reach. See the Silver Lungs Generator and Lung Delivery System at silverlungs.com. That's silverlungs.com. Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right, we cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. 
USA News Update. Three people are dead after a shooting at a Dollar General store in Jacksonville, Florida, that is being described as racially motivated. Police say the gunman who killed himself was armed with a rifle. One of former President Trump's co-defendants in the Georgia election interference case remains jailed. Harrison Floyd was denied bond Friday after being considered a flight risk. Legendary Price is Right host Bob Barker has died. He was 99. Thousands marched on Washington Saturday to commemorate the 60th anniversary of the historic rally led by Martin Luther King Jr. President Biden and Vice President Harris will meet with civil rights leaders and members of the King family at the White House on Monday. Gran Turismo is projected to top the box office with at least $16 million in its opening weekend domestically. Jerry Barmash, USA News. What if Extendivite really works, but you find that hard to believe and you spend precious time looking for someone to say, just try it. I have my help today because of Extendivite, and if I did not take a leap of faith and try it, well, I would be on disability today. Take one bottle of Extendivite as suggested for 60 days to find out for yourself. No need to stop any other meds you may be on. You know by now that they are not working for you. Before the 60 days are up, I know that you will feel Extendivite working for you and will want to take another bottle. Life is too short. Get your Extendivite today. Extendivite is available in capsule or liquid form for just $69.95 for a two-month supply. To get started, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Extend If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving backup power when you need it most. And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Whether it's wildfires, dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Even better, all this week, radio listeners get over $700 in free off-the-grid bonuses, too. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com. This is Jacques Vallée, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. You know, I'm going to ask you also as we progress with your journey, after your near-death experience and your illness, of course, whether that particular illness involving some kind of brain issues could have created an hallucination that you encountered. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. And that's what some people absolutely believe that it could be. I think for me, I I really haven't had anyone ask me about that. If If it could be, you know, my dying brain, I think the people that know me, they see what a difference, what a change there is in me. And and again, this goes back to Ken Ring's study where it's the after effects. You see what a 
different person that person is. I can tell you my time on the other side was so much more real than this environment. And I even talk about that in chapter nine, where I came back and I almost felt like I had entered the matrix. It took me a couple of years to fully reintegrate into this reality because it felt like I had entered a video game. Like I said, it was like a computer rebooting. And then everything just seemed not real. It just seemed like a simulated environment to me. And I feel like I'm going through a video game and I have certain waypoints that I'm supposed to do along the way. And, you know, I'm this consciousness driving this body. And I know it it gets into really wacky stuff, but that's exactly what was impressed on me whenever I was on the other side and when I returned. So I, I had some time, some hard time trying to reintegrate. And it's not uncommon to think that we are all living in a simulation. Well, and there's good proof for it now, too. Scientists are absolutely finding things that's backing up that hypothesis that this could be a a hologram that we're living in, and it can be a simulation. I, I felt like it was both. It's a simulated hologram that's being projected out here, and, and we're in here doing whatever we're supposed to be doing. But I, I felt like when I was in the void, I was in the place where it was the origin of this hologram. The originator was there. I mean, I was right there in, in the face of God. I could feel him all around me. And I feel like what we're in now is, you know, something that's simulated for whatever benefit. But in no time during that experience could you actually see anything. It was mostly feeling things, right? Yes. The only thing I saw while I was over there was the fabric of humanity. But like I said, I you hear about, like you read in the Bible, where people trembled and fell and worshipped at the feet of angels, and they were like, get up, you know, don't worship me. I was in, in front of God. And this is something that I looked into after, you know, speaking with John, we were looking at the different religious aspects of things, and it really came down to the Buddhist Book of the Dead, where they actually view that as nirvana. That's the highest heaven where you are just right there with God. And that interpretation of where I was is really the thing that sits best with my soul, because I know there's purgatory, and people were saying, well, maybe you were in a holding place, you know, and I, I felt like I was there with God, just laid bare, and that's why I was so terrified. How much of that experience do you think mirrored your culture, your religious beliefs, that you expected this to happen, and when you got there, wherever it was, it did seem to be about to happen? Yeah, none of it mirrored my beliefs, and that's what freaked me out so bad. Because here I had all of these expectations coming from a Western mindset and a Christian religious background. I'm waiting for judgment. I'm waiting to be greeted by Jesus. And and the majority of people are. I mean, when we're, I would go to the IONS meetings, there were people that may have committed suicide, and they were immediately in the lap of Jesus and, you know, a loving God. And, and I got none of that. Um, and that's what I was expecting. So it completely shattered everything. And it, it still, seven years later, I'm still trying to find my footing with 
what exactly do I believe? Now I find myself, instead of praying and talking so much, I've now shut up. And now I'm meditating and listening for the first time in my life. So it's really kind of changed things around, and I've, I've been more open to other religious. I honor other religions now. I honor other people and their differences and celebrate that. Whereas before, you know, if you didn't toe the line and you weren't the same, then, you know, I, I didn't even want to listen to your, your viewpoint. But, you know, thank God, like I said, things change. And so... I think with the void, that's exactly where I needed to be. If I would have gone to heaven, nothing would have changed. It's interesting in the book, your description of the fabric of humanity. And it made me think of these um, computer simulations of uh, all the uh, galaxies spread out across the uh, the cosmos and how they're they're intertwined by um, uh, basically you know threads and these pictures that have been developed make it look like almost I mean the the similarities between say like the neural system of the human brain is striking and your description sounds so much like this web of the universe Right, the cosmic web, and that's something that I came, I found that a couple of years ago, and I think there was like a little meme or something going around where it had that that same comparison that you're talking about between uh, a galaxy, a web of galaxies, and then the neural brain system, and how they mimic each other. That's exactly what I saw with that purple, the pink, and the yellow, and the way that they joined up. And so what does that mean? You know, what what did I see? Well, yeah, it's like, were you seeing the ultra big or the ultra small? Or, right. is, or, or is there a difference? Right. And that can drive you crazy to go down <laughs> that. <laughs> because I've contemplated that so much. Because I, I know what I saw. I know what I encountered over there. And it it was incredible what that gave off. And, you know, the more I think about it, it it was so timeless. I mean, it spanned the past, present, and future all in one. And I think that in the future, sometime, I already exist over there in the fabric of humanity. And that's why I wasn't allowed to go there now. So, I mean, it, it can get really deep, you know, the more you dwell on it and try to figure out what exactly was that function. Uh, but I think that it's amazing how it does mimic in fractals, you know, from the very small to the very big. Do it's you find here looking into near-death experiences, Mindy, there are a lot of commonalities among people who undergo this? You mean um, before or after? Well, obviously, people changing as a result. You mentioned that most actually get divorced, but of course you kept your marriage. The thing here is whether the issues, the details of the experience have lots of commonalities. Yeah, most people end up having a great majority have a heaven type of encounter, Uh very, very few 
have a darker kind of encounter like mine. And there's actually several layers of dark encounters. They've categorized four different ones. And this actually came about from Nancy Evans Bush, who, again, became a good friend of mine through the writing of this book. And she was someone that I looked to continuously. I bought her book. It was the first one that I did after I wrote down my encounter because she had had a similar type of encounter. And she ended up becoming the secretary for IONS for years and years and years. And so she was instrumental in a lot of the things they were doing there to help near-death experiencers. We'll have more of this strange adventure with Mindy, Jean, and Tim. You're in the Paracast. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream, a dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Hi, this is Sophie Winnick, longtime distributor and user of Longevity products. In the last few years, my family went through a crisis. Everything else in my life, including my business, had to be put on the back burner. Thankfully, life is getting back to normal now. But the one thing I never had to worry about was my business and my monthly commission. I've been a distributor for Longevity for over 17 years, since before it was Longevity. And I've got to say, the most amazing thing about this company is the people. While my family was in crisis, other distributors stepped in and helped my customers. Simply because that's what longevity people do, even for people they don't know. For me, it has never been about getting rich. It was about a product I could stand behind, a company I could count on, and a monthly commission check that has never not once been late in 17 years. Longevity is truly a business for everyone, even people who have too much to do. I'm Sophie Winnick. I'm just like you. I have a real life, real ups and downs, but I know I will always have longevity. Get healthy, not high, with 100% pure CBD, powerful natural pain relief from Veterans Vitality. GCN listeners, have you ever thought about how CBD may help you? I'm sure you have heard about the many benefits of CBD. Well, here's your opportunity to try before you buy. Created by veterans and for everyone who deserves better choices, our CBD is derived from organic hemp, grown in the USA, and third-party tested. Veterans Vitality CBD saves you as much as 25 to 50% over our competition, and a portion of all sales is contributed to Veterans 
different nonprofits and events. Many of our customers have experienced improved quality of life, help with anxiety, PTSD, and overall well-being. Our products do not contain THC. They are safe, non-addictive, effective, and 100% legal. GCN listeners, get your free trial bottle of premium CBD by simply paying shipping and handling at GCNFreeCBD.com. That's GCNFreeCBD.com. Again, GCNFreeCBD.com. Offered by Veterans Vitality Premium CBD. Tahibo Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea comes from the only tree in the world that fungus does not grow on. As a result, it naturally has antifungal, anti-infection, antiviral, antibacterial, anti-inflammation, and anti-parasite properties. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system. And it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit shopsupertea.com. The first word is shop, spelled S-H-O-P, then the word super, and then the word tea. The complete website is shopsupertea.com or call us at 818-984-6100 Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-984-6100. Shopsupertea.com. Hi, this is James Fox, director of The Phenomenon and Moment of Contact. You're listening to The Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Now, I've been operating on a few times in my life. I don't recall anything of them. The anesthesia put me out. I got up and I was back to normal or whatever for me is normal. What about you, Tim? Anything like this ever happened to you? I have the distinct memory when I was about five years old when I had my tonsils taken out. And this was the time when they gave you gas. After they strapped this horrendous mask across the whole of my face, and I, they gave me either chloroform or ether, I'm not quite sure what it was, I distinctly, and I remember this to this day, I distinctly remember shooting down a tunnel that appeared to have integrals of light and dark, like there was, uh, um, say, like fluorescent tubes that were complete circles, and that I was flying through those and every time i would pass one of those uh, glowing circles i would hear like a humming noise and the faster that i went the frequency increased of this humming noise so i don't know i mean somebody said afterward uh, like years later that this kind of gas would induce that kind of hallucination but that was just one person saying that so It was an experience that, like I said, I was about five years old, but I still remember it very clearly today. Mindy, any comment on that? Yeah, um, actually, what he describes is really interesting, since I was just speaking of Nancy Evans Bush. She did not encounter a tunnel, but she encountered black and white symbols that were flying around her in the darkness. And... She later identified them as the yin-yang symbol, and they were telling her, none of it's real. Your life was never real, and 
whenever she came back, she had her encounter during childbirth. And when she came back, she was in such a dissociative state because she was trying to figure out, is this real? And so she went through a kind of a similar time afterwards, like I did, with trying to reintegrate into this reality that you fought so hard to come back to. But you're the first one, Tim, that I've heard say that you saw the black and white as well. I think that that's very telling. I think that there's a, a balance there, you know, a message that we should be coming from that with the balance of the darkness and the light. With near-death experiences, we like to focus on the beautiful heaven-like encounters, and we don't really like to hear about the other option. And, and that's been kind of true, you see, with like movies, you know, heaven is for real, or, you know, there's all kinds of wonderful feel-good movies that come out about people that have crossed over, and they saw Jesus, and they had this wonderful encounter, and, you know, I'm, I'm happy for them. But we also need to be speaking about these dark encounters because there are so much to learn from them as well. And I think that once we start really looking into them, especially the near-death community, once they turn their focus to really dig into the dark encounters, I think we'll start to learn a lot more because right now we're focusing quite a bit on, on the light encounters. But within the dark encounters, there tends to be four different levels that Nancy Evans Bush kind of came up. She, she coined the term distressing near-death experience because they're not always dark. They're not always evil, but there's always some form of distress. And so the first level of that would be a good encounter where someone was just scared. So it, they may have encountered the tunnel of light, you know, and, and they were just scared of it. The other one, Number two would be the void, like what I went through. And then number three would be a hellish experience where they actually see demonic imagery and torment and they hear screams and stuff. But that one is so uncommon. You, you don't hear about that very often. And finally, the most rare one is where someone actually is judged negatively in front of a higher power. So they're literally standing in front of God and they've been judged in the negative. And so those tend to be the four types of distressing encounters that we see. And probably the most prominent out of that would be a good encounter with just some distress, followed by the void type encounter like I had. We had a, uh, a guest on the show a couple of weeks ago. Now, he didn't talk about this experience on the show, but in his blog, he, he talks about he writes about this, where he had undergone uh, hypnotic regression to try to undergo um, past lives, and at one point he had the he he had the experience of uh, what happened in between, and he said that he found himself flying through dark space, but he could see stars, but he got the impression that like he was in deep deep space because it was so dark, and finally he came upon a presence that talked to him, he could never see it, and he was shown what looked to be like a vast spider web, is how he described it. And at each node point, it glowed, like it, you know, like, the, really? like a ball of light there, right? And he was told that these are life possibilities that you could go to next. You've left your past, your, your, your previous life, now it's time to go to another one, pick one. 
And so he said he picked one and went on to whatever his next life was. But your description sounded very reminiscent of what he was writing about. Yeah, it does. That's the first time I've heard someone else say that. In fact, um, I'm lying. I talked to one other lady who had a stroke, um, which came from about the same region where my aneurysm was. And she had an almost identical encounter like I did on the other side where she went to darkness and she saw the same fabric of humanity. It wasn't revealed to her that that's what it was called. But in speaking with her, and she's she's another woman that's with MUFON, and I, I just called her on an off chance one day uh, when I was trying to go back before putting the book out. I wanted to kind of go back and think very hard and deeply and make sure I had everything in there that I needed to have in there. And when I did that, it, I almost kind of like regressed myself, and it was a horrible experience. I went right back to that torment and that fear. And so I ended up calling her because she's good friends with Kathy Martin. And I said, well, maybe I need to you know, have someone walk me through this <laughs> instead of trying to do this myself. And so anyway, she ended up putting me in, in touch with Kathy later on about doing quantum healing technique. But I was blown away in speaking with her that she she started describing her encounter. I said, I'm just going to send you the PDF of my book and you need to read it and then call me back <laughs> because <laughs> we're describing the exact same thing. And now to hear that another person is saying the same thing, there's something to this. You know, why have we not been looking into this? Well, I mean, there's <laughs> nobody could even agree on whether or not consciousness is an artifact of the brain or something beyond the brain. Yeah, but those of us that have crossed over before, we know <laughs> we know that consciousness survives. And, you know, that was one of the things, again, in, in Chapter 9 that I go into was our government's research into this. Whenever they did the analysis and assessment of the gateway process, what, back in the 80s that they released that, 1983, I believe. And they were actually teaching people how to meditate and send their consciousness into other realms to interact with entities there, much like the one that I encountered on the other side, to pull information and bring it back. So this was something that our government was doing in the 80s. They were aware of it. They were using um, the, uh, a technique called Hemisync from the Monroe Institute. And it synchronizes both sides of your brain using different sound frequencies. And it enables people to go into a deeper meditation in order to cross over into other realms. So they were achieving what I achieved just through meditation. So to so, be short about this, Mindy, you don't have to die to have this kind of experience. So if I wanted to right. do it, we, there's probably some other way other than getting someone's wish than fulfilled. Flatliners. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We don't need any more flatliners. We we can do this through meditation and there's other ways to to reach these entities and to get that kind of information and that's uh, what I go into in my book is what are these entities? Are these what people are encountering on UFOs? Is this where they're coming from? Of course, the other question I have to ask, and we'll get into that in the next segment, Mindy, is whether when 
we communicate with some other entity and they say, well, we come from this planet or that planet. Can we believe them? Because it doesn't sound like the same thing. More to come with Mindy, Gene, Tim, you're in. To the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Do you love reading about the mysteries of the universe? Do you wonder what secrets are hidden in the shadows of our own planet? If so, you won't want to miss these two amazing books by Tim R. Swartz and Sean Castile. In Mimics, The Others Among Us, you'll explore the world of the mimics of man, beings that can look like us but are not. They've been among us since the beginning of history, hiding in plain sight, influencing our culture in ways we can scarcely imagine. In Alien Artifacts, Incredible Evidence of Exotic Material from UFO Encounters, you'll discover the so-called hard evidence of UFOs that's been available for study this entire time, but for the most part, has been ignored. These two books will open your eyes to a hidden reality that has been right in front of our eyes all along. That's Mimics, The Others Among Us, and Alien Artifacts, Incredible Evidence of Exotic Material from UFO Encounters by Tim R. Swartz and Sean Castile. Available now on Amazon.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy, formerly Air Force Lieutenant Colonel, Air National Guard and Reservist. I'm looking for veterans, active duty military personnel to join the 90 for Life Crusade to save America. She needs your skills, courage, and loyalty more than ever. Contact GCNteam.com. Because of the financial and health care collapse, veterans are currently struggling finding jobs. Frustrated looking for a job? Change your tactics. Join the 90 for Life Crusade to save America. Start a health care business with FDI Longevity 90 for Life Crusade. Contact GCNteam.com immediately. We're looking for military specialists who can use a computer and communicate information and execute a battle plan. Join the admirals, Navy SEALs, Marines, pilots, Army officers, military police, sheriffs, police officers, firemen, and first responders already enrolled in the 90 for Life Crusade. Contact GCNteam.com now. FDI Longevity will help you apply your military skills to the task of saving America through health and financial programs. Contact GCNteam.com. Enlist in GCNteam.com and save America. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Mindy Totfest's book is entitled Dying to Meet Them, One Woman's Incredible Journey from NDE to UAP. Fascinating book. As we face the void... And what happens? Of, of course, we have stories in the UFO field and elsewhere of encounters with other beings. And they give you all sorts of stories about where they're from. So are they making it up, the experiencers, or are we all, those of us who have had this experience, and I haven't, we are all meeting the same force or source, but we're getting different impressions? Well, I, I think we're probably seeing a lot of different things happening concurrently. I think there's a very good chance some of these entities are coming from off-world. I think there's a good chance that some of these entities are coming from within our own world. And I think that some are coming from other dimensions, uh, much like the one that I met while I was over in the void. 
I think that whenever you look at practices such as CE5 or what some people call HICE, which is human-initiated contact encounters, people are connecting via their consciousness. They're sending out thought forms to connect with these entities, and they're getting responses. And if you speak with UFO abductees, they'll say that they get impressions before an abduction happens, or they'll get impressions to go outside and look up and something will be there. We know that there is some kind of consciousness connection with these UFO encounters more times than not. For us to be able to contact them over in a different realm, such as the void, makes perfect sense if that's how they are contacting us here on this earth. You mentioned meditation. Of course, we have being flatlined for whatever reason. What about some kind of substances that people take? to see an expanded or other reality. Yeah. Do you think of things such as ayahuasca or mushrooms people will take in order to have kind of like a shamanistic journey? We know that that's been going on for thousands of years. And some of these remote tribes where they go on vision quests and their shamans will use these things to connect with entities and bring back all of this knowledge. Again, it's a different type of contact modality that people are using. I've never used any of that kind of stuff to connect. I've ended up just having that naturally. That's one form that I'm not going to put down. I know that through talking to several people, that they've had incredible encounters where it's been life-altering for them just as much as my near-death experience was for me. I don't shoot that down at all. Well, of course, I grew up in the 60s. So I smoked (laughs) and inhaled, and I also took little tabs of things. (laughs) So did you encounter anything like this? Strangely enough, my first wife did. She took something that didn't do much to the rest of us amongst our group. But she was totally in another reality for maybe half a day or so. And it made an ongoing impression on her that changed her considerably. I would also say, I don't know if this is the reason, our marriage didn't survive more than a couple of years after that. Nothing wrong with us In any other way, she's still a friend. It's just that we weren't married anymore. Yeah, that's incredible that she changed so much just from using something other. Did she encounter some kind of being? I think an extended reality from the way she described it. She was laughing, giggling. She seemed completely overwhelmed by it. I didn't get the impression that she spoke to any specific being. It was just being part of this extended reality. Right. Well, again, it's just another way that people can reach other realms. One of the things that Ken Ring had discovered during the Omega Project was the ability to dissociate due to some kind of trauma. It wasn't just dissociating. It was dissociating to the exclusion of everything in your environment. So you basically shut out everything here in order to put your consciousness somewhere else. He believes that's what the difference is. And people, because people die every day and they're brought back. Now with the advances in medical science, you know, we're constantly reviving people and bringing them back. But not everybody has a near-death experience. And he wanted to know why. So in the general population, maybe 5% of people, which is a large amount of people, have actually had a near-death experience. 
but why are some people having it and some people aren't? And he believed that it was due to this ability gained during childhood to be able to enter into other realms with your mind and with your consciousness. And that's what has enabled people to end up crossing over and then coming back with that full memory. Whereas some people may have died and come back, they may not have any memory of it. Now, this loosely reminds me of a movie from the early 80s about a writer who sees a photo of a woman from the late 19th century and becomes obsessed with her. And through meditation, he finds himself returned to the past. But something interrupts the process. He looks at his hand and sees this modern watch from the 1980s, and suddenly he's thrust back. The movie is Somewhere in Time, and this was Christopher Reeve was a star. I remember that movie. My mom actually really loved that movie, so I actually watched it as a child. (laughs) And he played here a character totally, totally opposite of Superman. Right. (laughs) The woman he was obsessed with was played by Jane Seymour. Yeah. I didn't realize that it was due to meditation that he went back. I'll need to go back and watch that again. That's really interesting, Gene. Well, I think in his case it was more like hypnosis. It was self-hypnosis. Okay. Which is kind of a meditation. That is kind of a meditation. Well, he had a penny from that time period that he was trying to get back to, and he held it in his hand while he meditated. Ah. It's a sad movie. Just be warned. (laughs) (laughs) Or uh, bittersweet, maybe. Maybe a better description. But it can make you cry if you're... If you tend to cry at movies. (laughs) (laughs) If you're tenderhearted. (laughs) That's right. That's right. (laughs) One of the reviews said, Christopher Reeve is the star of the film, but personally, I found Jane Seymour and Christopher Plummer, who was also in it, of course, far more entertaining. I thought of him as kind of withdrawn, Christopher Reeve. Again, I suspect here that he very much deliberately did this film to get away from the Superman typecasting. Ah, yeah, it was completely different. So he did a good job with it. Tim? I was waiting to see if you're going to carry that uh, uh, forward more. You know, when you were talking about um, the Monroe Institute's and the, the type of modern uh, uh, techniques that are, are, are being used now. And then you were talking about uh, ayahuasca. It also made me think of Terrence McKenna and his experiences with um, DMT and the encounters that, that he had on the other side with what you know he referred to as the, as the machine elves. But they seem to play the same kind of role that all of these different figures and their death experiences uh, uh, seem to play. And it is almost like everybody's experience is very individualized. However, there are common elements that can be, you know, as, as you said, can be categorized, uh, you know, almost. So, I mean, it, 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 it seems like that we're really on the cusp right now of having a much better understanding of what goes on, not only in the conscious mind, but the unconscious, and then what happens 
after the body shuts down. So, I mean, do you see that, you know, within a reasonable amount of time, hopefully while we're still alive, that we're going to go to a break? <laughs> we're going to be back in a moment with Mindy, Tim, and Gene. You're in the Paracast. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. It's obvious we're being let down by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media are distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the real concerns of American families. Countries we're at odds with are hoarding food. Financial systems are strained and supply chains remain too fragile. We can tell something is coming, so we're preparing. Folks are getting into self-reliance and investing in emergency food storage. And My Patriot Supply, the nation's largest emergency preparedness company, makes it easy for you to have peace of mind knowing you're prepared. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure some emergency food kits. There's a dozen to choose from that contain tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging 2,000 calories per day. Get at least one food kit for each family member. And while you're there, stock up on water filtration, heirloom seeds, and emergency gear, too, at MyPatriotSupply.com. It's time to prepare today. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. MyPatriotSupply.com. Seven million children suffer from asthma more than any other chronic disease. Most asthma attacks are caused by allergic reactions to allergens, including those left behind by cockroaches and mice. In fact, 82% of U.S. households contain mouse allergens, and cockroaches are found in up to 98% of urban homes. How can you protect your family? Find out at PestWorld.org. A message from the National Pest Management Association and the American College of Allergy, Asthma, and Immunology. Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or you now need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the health insurance helpline can help you get it. We specialize in helping the self-employed and people just like you that need affordable health insurance to get it. We have short and long-term health insurance plans and some even cover dental, vision, and prescription drugs. Don't take a risk with your family's health insurance. It's not worth it. 
If you're self-employed or now need affordable health insurance, call right now and learn for free how to get it. Listen, affordable health insurance plans for everyone just like you are a free phone call away. So give us a shout right now. 800-670-0946. That's 800-670-0946. G'day, I'm Jamel that works with Dr. Joel Wallach and the GCN team with Longevity at TeamG'day.com. By becoming an associate, you provide income for you and your family on your own hours while working from home. So contact me, Jamel, by filling in the contact box at TeamG'day.com and I will get back to you personally and provide all the support you need to get started and build your longevity business. TeamG'day.com. TeamG'day.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. You see, he has the power. <laughs> you like that? The power. <laughs> it's, it's like the guy who says in the movie, I am your father. <laughs> and the person he says that to looks and says, Ah, I can't say it the way they did. Actually, the voice I just did there is the way Howard Dean <laughs> made a crazy sound during the 2004 presidential election. He, of course, was a candidate for president on the Democratic side. He won a primary, gave the speech where he gave this cry, and everyone thought he was nuts, and that was the end of his career. <laughs> well, the point that I was going to, uh, Gene, before the break so rudely interrupted me. Was That's that, my uh, way, folks, to be rude yeah, about it interrupting. Is. It is. So, uh, Mindy, I mean, do you think that within our lifetime that we will have a much better understanding of what is going on, you know, with our mind, you know, with what goes on afterwards? I, I am very hopeful. I think with all of the people coming out now and really taking a closer look at these common threads between these different kinds of phenomena, that we're starting to open up that discussion and we're bringing in brilliant minds. I mean, these PhDs and all kinds of great people that are now taking a, a serious look at why these things are happening to the same people. So with like UFO encounters with specifically abductees, they found 55% of them have had a near-death experience. So it, it almost seems like having one type of encounter opens up people to other types following that. Why are we seeing such a huge population? So like I said before, there 5% of the general population has had a near-death experience. 55% has happened within the abductee group. Why? Why are we seeing this? And there's some kind of commonality that has opened them up to now having ET type in encounters following a near death experience. And along with that, like we discussed before with the hitchhiker, you know, now we're seeing spirit orbs and we're having disembodied voices and shadows. And so we're seeing it from all different sides that's happening to the same people. Both Raymond Fowler, the uh, investigator and, and, and writer, and Whitley Strieber 
have pretty much come to the conclusion, at least they feel, that the beings that have been seen associated with a lot of UFO phenomena could be us. Could be that we as humans are a larval form. And that these beings, which seem to operate outside of time-space, as, as or space-time, as, as we think about it, play a big role in instructing us in various aspects of our life, one of them being near-death experiences, the other one being either close encounters with UFOs or abduction experiences. And at times they have told witnesses, we are you, you are us. So I just always thought that that was kind of a uh, fascinating idea that we're not fully grown, so to speak, that we're a larval form of life and that our next level is more along the lines of a spiritual life, for want of a better yeah. word. Well, it's an interesting concept, and it's one that I wouldn't fully disagree with. Uh, I couldn't tell you exactly. My impression was that it was some kind of interdimensional, but is it interdimensional in the in the sense that it is us in the future or in some other form, other some other state? That's an absolute possibility. Um, I didn't have anything on the other side that would contradict their conclusions. So I would keep that definitely on the table as a possible contender of what we're we're encountering. Well, and you said also that uh, uh, a large percentage of people who have near-death experiences then have trouble with their personal lives because they've changed so much, uh, oftentimes leading to divorce and estrangement from uh, their original family. Uh, but we see we see the same thing as well with people who have had uh, UFO experiences. Uh, I know that uh, I talked to a guy that, um, and, and really, I mean, it wasn't that, I mean, it wasn't an abduction experience, it was a close encounter with the craft, but then other things started happening, it was like the, the hitchhiker effect, but he became interested in um, high-level mathematics and, and uh, uh, music, uh, things that he had never been interested in before. I mean, this was like, you know, the uh, 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 motorcycle-riding, uh, uh, beer-drinking type of guy. And here <laughs> he is, suddenly, I mean, he became a whiz at mathematics and figuring out, you know, uh, cosmology and it was just the the change was so drastic and he he lost he lost it all he lost his his family his friends his house everything but he just kind of shrugged his shoulders and was like that's the way things go yeah you've got to live your truth i mean when you've had some kind of encounter like this no one can tell you that you haven't because you know what you have experienced. And so you have to live your truth. I think people that aren't able to, they suffer. Um, it For me, keeping quiet for two years, I had to go through therapy for PTSD and just trying to work through all of the mess with the physical and the spiritual and the mental. And 
I was hiding my truth. And once I finally revealed it and was able to embrace what I knew had happened, then everything changed. Um, we were talking earlier about that trip to Roswell. That's where I met Kathleen Martin and then found out that she had started the experiencer team for MUFON. And that was just so happened to be at the time when I was like, I want to give back. I want to get involved. And so I had looked at a couple of different foundations. But then when I came across MUFON and found out that I could actually investigate UFO encounters, boy, I jumped at that. And like I said, I went in both feet and I have not stopped since. Within a year, I was state director here in Oklahoma. And then here this last year, I started working on MUFON University. So I'm now head of training worldwide for MUFON for all field investigators. I mean, I've, I have jumped in with everything that I have, and I feel like I'm finally living in my purpose. One of the criticisms I had about MUFON over the years, and you can address it because of what kind of work you do, is that they focus very much on the sighting of a UFO as an external event, not on something that could alter your entire life that brings about the side effects after the encounter. And I questioned some MUFON directors about that, and they said, well, if someone includes that information, that's fine, but it wasn't part of the report. So Mindy Thoughtfest in our next segment, tell me, how does MUFON address that now? We have Mindy, we have Gene, we have Tim. Means you're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving backup power when you need it most. And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Whether it's wildfires, dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Even better, all this week, radio listeners get over $700 in free off-the-grid bonuses, too. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com. USA News Update. In the headlines this Sunday morning, three U.S. Marines have been killed in Australia. Correspondent Jim Forbes. Police say five Marines have been transported to Darwin so far, and efforts are underway to remove all the injured. In Jacksonville, Florida, three people killed in a racially motivated shooting. USA's Jerry Barmash reports. Jacksonville County Sheriff T.K. Waters said the shooter, a white man, sent a manifesto to law enforcement, media, and his parents that detailed racial hatred before shooting and killing three black people at the store. Plainly put, this shooting was racially motivated and he hated black people. I'm Jerry Barmash. And Bob Barker, the longtime host of The Price is Right on CBS, has died at the age of 99. Actual retail price is $200. Irene, you are the winner. This is USA News. 
If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving backup power when you need it most. And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Whether it's wildfires, dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Even better, all this week, radio listeners get over $700 in free off-the-grid bonuses, too. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com. Tehibo Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea helps build red corpuscles in the blood, which carry oxygen to our organs and cells. Our organs and cells need oxygen to regenerate themselves. The immune system needs oxygen to develop, and cancer dies in oxygen. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system, and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit shopsupertea.com. The first word is shop, spelled S-H-O-P, then the word super, and then the word tea. The complete website is shopsupertea.com or call us at 818-984-6100 Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-984-6100. Shopsupertea.com. Hi, my name is Richard Dolan. You're listening to the Paracast. Speaking from an alternate reality, Tim Swartz. So, Mindy... You get the essence of my question here. What's the oh, yeah, response now? How does MUFON handle all those variables now? Well, it's it's kind of a complex thing, but it shouldn't be. MUFON only investigates UFOs. We do not investigate Bigfoot. We don't investigate spirit encounters, you know, anything like that. It's only UFOs and UFO-associated entities. We have such a vast array of volunteers. I mean, we're an all-volunteer organization, but those at the top choose to want to, to focus only on more of the nuts and bolts UFO side of things. And so that's what we do. We focus on the nuts and bolts side of things. But on the other side of that, so for for most UFO encounters, most of them that we get are a light in the sky category one type of encounter where uh, these aren't repeat experiencers. This is a family driving down the road, you know, at midnight and they happen to see a light that crosses over their car. So most of that's going to be more of the nuts and bolts. They're not going to have the profound changes in them afterwards. Some may, but for the most part, they've just seen something and they're reporting it. And that's going to be handled by our regular field investigators. The question I have, Mindy, sorry to interrupt, is does MUFON make an effort to determine whether that family or that individual has 
anything else going on. Is that part of the practice or that only comes up if they mention something? Yes. So that's what I was going to say. If during speaking to someone that has reported an encounter that we see that there is more going on, then we will typically refer them to the experiencer resource team. And on that side of things, We do look into some of the more strange stuff. One of the things that we do ask people is if they've had a near-death experience, you know, if they've seen orbs, if they've had these kind of other things that are going on. So now we have almost two sides to move on where, you know, more of the nuts and bolts things are handled by the typical field investigators. And if there's something more going on, then the experiencer resource team then steps in and works with those those types of individuals who have a plethora of things happening with them. So we've we found a way to really address both sides of the issue. Yes, but the question I had here is, if the initial investigation doesn't specifically ask for the witness to talk about anything else, how would they get the information unless it's volunteered? Right. Well, I mean, and that's the truth of it. I mean, they would have to volunteer that kind of information, but we contact every witness with every report that comes in, we speak to everybody. And so if during the course of that investigation and that conversation with that witness, something else comes up, then we are able to refer them over to the experience or resource team. But I mean, we can't drag that information out of someone. They have to be willing to, to step up and actually offer up that information. I would think a lot of people would not want to reveal anything like that because outsiders may consider themselves crazy. Maybe, this is what I've suggested, a few questions are asked in the course of routine investigations that might trigger the potential of something else going on. Otherwise, people who are reluctant to talk about it will never speak up. Right. And, you know, like I said, the only thing that we can do is walk through the investigation and let them know that we believe them and that we're here for them. And if they have had some kind of ongoing encounter, then like I said, it'll go over to the ERT and then they will be able to help those people unpack. And once it's over in the ERT realm, then you hit a different level of secrecy or privacy, I should say, where now it's in the confidential realm. Within just a UFO report, we can offer anonymity, but not necessarily confidentiality. Once it's turned over to the ERT, then it becomes confidential. None of that's going to be released beyond what the investigator and what the experiencer speak about. I know some people who have had very high strangeness in going on with, with uh, say, like a UFO sighting are really have no idea that that would even be considered part of their their sighting. And therefore, like you said, unless um, unless they would just happen to volunteer it, oh, yeah, by the way, you know, I opened my closet and Bigfoot was in there shortly after my UFO encounter. Most people aren't going to volunteer that information, like Gene said, because they think, okay, They're already going to think that I'm crazy enough because I'm reporting a UFO. I'm not going to go and say that there was Bigfoot in my closet now as well. Yeah. Um, Well, and I think that it depends on the investigator that 
each experiencer ends up with. Some investigators are very nuts and bolts. Like I said, we're a collection of volunteers with all kinds of different backgrounds. So if I end up calling someone, I'm going to be much more open to discussing that kind of thing. Whereas someone who might have a military and law enforcement background might be more closed-minded to it. And, you know, there's really no way to control that. Um, We are Again, we're all volunteers and we're all coming from different standpoints. And I'm really glad that we are because I have learned from people that have totally different views than me and they've learned some from me, hopefully. And we can bounce ideas off of each other and really kind of keep things in check whenever we're looking into some of the stranger aspects of some of these encounters. What do you think about the theories that UFOs, Bigfoot, all these other strange things are related, an all-encompassing theory? You know that I don't even know how to speak to that. Um, Bigfoot seems like a whole different thing to me. Um, But, I mean, as far as MUFON, MUFON doesn't have any stance on that. Mindy Totfest you know, I believe Bigfoot encounters happen. I'm not quite so sure that it has anything to do with UFOs. Um, but I've heard some good good people speak on, you know, things that you would think that they were something that was tied together. Um, I definitely see the string between the near-death experiences and UFOs. And I'm sure some people would say, eh, I don't see that, you know, happening. Um, I'm not, I've never looked too much into Bigfoot to be able to say one way or another. Well, not just, not just Bigfoot and Stan Gordon, who we're going to uh, have back on as a guest in, uh, in October has a lot of excellent uh, 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 interviews and uh, stories from uh, especially uh, Pennsylvania about this this strange correlation, at least sometimes, with UFOs and Bigfoot sightings. Seems like a lot of times when there's a big uh, uh, flap of UFOs in the area that uh, Bigfoot is uh, sure to follow. Well, and you know, I'm sitting here thinking, over in southeastern Oklahoma, um, I had a big case through MUFON. It was called the Miracle Mountain Schoolyard Encounter, and it happened back in the mid-70s. And there was a group of school kids out there at a boarding school who saw a UFO that approached them over the course of a couple hours, and they end up having an encounter that went on throughout the night. Um, And in researching more about that area, Throughout the 60s and 70s, we continuously see reports of UFOs and Bigfoot. Um, in fact, there was one uh, newspaper article that said, you know, UFO is looking for beast over in Tallahena. And so they were associating it with it, with each other back then. Um, and it, it still is something that goes on today. I've recently, within the last couple of years, had a report from over there where People were out looking for Bigfoot, and they ended up encountering a big, glowing orange orb. Hey, let's do our break here. we got one more segment on our main show with Mindy, Jean, and Tim. You're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. 
Visit GCNlive.com today. Hey, listeners. I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. Radio. Why should I advertise on radio? There's nothing to look at, no pictures. Listen, you can do things on radio you couldn't possibly do on TV. That'll be the day. All right, watch this. Okay, people, and now when I give you the cue, I want the 700-foot mountain of whipped cream to roll into Lake Michigan, which has been drained and filled with hot chocolate. Then the Royal Canadian Air Force will fly overhead, towing a 10-ton maraschino cherry, which will be dropped into the whipped cream for the cheering of 25,000 extras. All right, cue the mountain. Now, you want to try that on television? Well... You see, radio is a very special medium because it stretches the imagination. Advertising your business with GCN is simple, effective, and more affordable than you might think. Visit advertise.gcnlive.com for more info. Take your business to the next level. You don't sit behind a desk every day to earn a living. You're out and about making it happen. And sometimes you get a little bit behind on your paperwork, you know, like bookkeeping and paying your taxes. It's easy to get behind on paying your taxes. It happens to the best of us. And you know what happens next. The big, bad IRS comes knocking on your door. And when that happens, you need to call the good old boys at the tax doctor. Let them do what they do best. Deal and negotiate with the IRS so you pay the lowest you can in back taxes that the law allows. We are a 100% U.S.-based company, and we've saved our clients millions over the years in back taxes. If you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes, call my friends right now at the tax doctor and learn more. 800-507-3137. 800-507-3137. 800-507-3137. That's 800-507-3137. Have you heard the warning from the dead doctors don't lie guy? I'm talking about Dr. Joel Wallach. He says if you have a four-inch medical chart, if you take prescription drugs for high cholesterol or high blood pressure, arthritis, joint pains, or other health issues, the medical profession is failing you. They're using you for an ATM machine. That's what he says. He has a free lecture revealing what pharmaceutical companies don't want you to know. There's been groundbreaking research and discoveries on how to effectively treat or eliminate over 900 different diseases naturally. And it's all in his free lecture called Deadly Recipe. You want it free? Call him toll-free at 855-79-YOUNG. You ready? 855-79-YOUNG. Dr. Joel Wallach. The dead doctors don't lie guy. 
says there's no reason why we shouldn't live to be at least 100 and have a great time getting there. This is Micah Hanks of the Grayling Report, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. I should let listeners know that if you are a subscriber to the Paracast Plus at theparacast.plus, Mindy will hang with us a little bit longer on the show to talk about things we can't get through right now. Obviously, the UFO field is very, very involved. There are different approaches. We understand in terms of MUFON, they're looking more towards the nuts and bolts. But personally, Mindy, doesn't pure nuts and bolts work against the things you've experienced? Well, I have to honor what MUFON stands for. I count myself lucky to be an investigator with MUFON. And so if that's the way that MUFON wants to investigate, then that's the way I'll investigate for MUFON. But that doesn't count out the fact that I have my own views and I have my own thoughts on things. Speaking with experiencers, I'm still processing some of the things and commonalities that I'm seeing in things. And I'm not going to shut someone down if they want to speak of that kind of stuff. And I think that you'll find that with a lot of the investigators with MUFON, where most of us are experiencers too. We have a place in our heart for these people that are encountering some of these really strange things. We're here to listen to them. You know, if that makes it into the report, then maybe it doesn't. You know, maybe we're just writing down the nuts and bolts side of things. But there's still a human element to this. What would you say to somebody who's had a near-death experience and is now seeking answers, something? What would you tell them, you know, like, how how do they approach this? What should or what could they, you know, do to get a better grasp on what's happened to them? For me, the best thing I did was find community within IONS. Shortly after I joined up and, and started attending their and IONS is the International Association for Near-Death Studies, and I'm not affiliated with them at all, but I will sing their praise all day long because what they provide is so important for people that have encountered things like I have where we can go and we can speak freely about these things without judgment and find community with others who have had similar encounters. I think that that's foremost is getting out there and speaking with others that understand and will help you process and walk through as you try to incorporate everything that happened with you into your life going forward because it, it, completely changes everything. Once you know that life continues, once you know that we are not at our prime right now, that we are pure consciousness on the other side and everything is so much clearer over there, how do you reincorporate into this world? How do you do it? Um, And there's others that have been through that that can help you through that process. I think that's foremost for any kind of experiencer, whether it be UFO encounters with people connecting with others through MUFON or through IONS with near-death experiencers. We have to find community. Well, it's a pretty messy world out there. So if there is something better, I think we'd all appreciate knowing it. You've told us so much during this segment, Mindy, about how your life has been affected by this. And going through this illness, dealing with these moronic doctors who wouldn't recognize what was wrong with you, all that. Your husband was a minister. He is not now a minister. 
what brought about his change? Well, just speaking with me. And it's not that he's lost his faith. In fact, he was just recently talking about maybe going back into the ministry, but it would look very different. I think that we would be a totally different denomination now. We still have a a huge love of God. We know that God exists more than ever before. Before I had this vision of, you know, a man in the sky, and he's not. He's this incredible force that surrounds us and makes me want to just worship him even more. So now that it's not a matter of faith for me, I know. I know that there's a God on the other side waiting for me. For my husband, he sees it in my voice. He sees it in my eyes. He sees it in my reaction and the way I live my life now. Why wouldn't he go back into the ministry and share this message of a God that loves us all, wants our best in life? Here's the devil's advocate view to forgive the pun. If he loves us, why does he allow hundreds of thousands of people to die in Ukraine? Millions of people to die of COVID. Right. That's the million dollar question. Why are we here? I think that it's all something that that we have chosen to be here and to experience. And that's part of it. Death is part of life. And that's something that we all have to accept sooner or later. But in such a painful fashion. How about your kids? You have two teenagers there at home are apt to live in different planets than their parents. So you're in a paranormal universe. What about your kids? My son, not so much. He could really care less. He's 16. He's learning how to drive and everything. Um, He's more in his studies. My daughter, absolutely. She's an experiencer herself and She's actually got into a little bit of Wicca and stuff, which I don't think that we would have ever allowed. But she's really kind of researching all different types of religions and she's, you know, seeing what works well with her spirit. And so we're trying to guide her through that. But they both, I I asked them before I released the book if it was okay, because I'm sharing a lot of our lives with the public and they were both behind me a hundred percent, just like my husband was. And they're so proud of me for putting it out there. Uh, Their friends are reading through the book right now and they're texting them and, Oh, tell me more about what, what happened here. And, you know, so it's very cool to see them and their friends really supporting everything I'm doing. It's funny here about encountering other people who know what you're interested in. So this, Woman over at Walmart, somebody who works there as a cashier, starts telling me about this experience nearby, about seeing a strange entity. And I don't broadcast when I go there that I host a paranormal radio show or I'm a UFO or paranormal nut or whatever you wish to call me. It's just these people seem to hear and get the impression. That is weird. Uh huh. Well, I think that they can sense your spirit, Gene. Well, at least somebody does. Yeah. <laughs> we know when we're safe to speak with people, and people probably sense that in you right away. Well, I'm sure they sense something in me. I kind of think, though, if they sense something in me, it makes them want to run in the other direction as fast as they can. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's all right. I'm only weird in my own mind. We're going to have Mindy back with the After the Paracast podcast for more stuff. But for the main episode of the show, for those who want to know more about what you do, take a few moments to tell us, Mindy Tautfest, about where we can find you and not with a spaceship. 
All right. Um, they can reach me on MindyTotFest.com. That's M-I-N-D-Y-T-A-U-T-F-E-S-T.com. And I have a link there to my book and a little bit of information about my MUFON work and some of the stuff with the NDE. And then also within the Hayden Hughes files with the International UFO Bureau, which I'm excited to speak with you further about, Gene. Hayden Hughes. That brings back memories. In fact, yes. Tim's going to tell me a story here about something, a listing of like state affiliates of this organization that Hayden Hughes ran in the 1960s. From 1966, a list of the people, and my name and address was included. Uh-huh. That is weird. That's what brings back memories you don't want to know about. <laughs> and I assume the book's available at Amazon, all the usual offenders, right? Yes. Okay, you can find us on Twitter. Listen, there are many here. Excuse me, X. You can find me on X, isn't that? I can't even get into that calling Twitter X. Or Threads. Or Facebook. If you look for the Paracast. We're the same on all three. We're not inventive enough to come out with different names and confuse people any more than we're doing it now. You can also get branded merchandise for Paracast listeners with four different logos to choose from. Go to theparacast.shop or theparacast.store. And we are offering the Paracast Plus streaming service where we give you this show free of the network ads. They're all taken out. Better quality audio, higher bit rate. And we give you the exclusive after the Paracast podcast where Mindy will be back because we can't stop asking her questions. So you can <laughs> learn more at the Paracast.plus. If you use the coupon code UFO20, UFO20, you'll get a 20% discount on lifetime or five-year memberships of the Paracast.plus, the Paracast.plus. Mindy Totfest, great meeting you. Thanks for joining us on the Paracast. Thanks, Jane. The Paracast, featuring Gene Steinberg, is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in The Paracast. Thank <laughs> you.